2: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today.
0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
2: plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's a long conversation for maybe another time. To be
4: perfectly honest, yes.
1: They're bulky. They can do a lot of surrounding. Try to focus fire this one down! <laughs> <laughs> what if we just smash it? Wait a moment. I just got flattened. I'm done lying to you
4: people. Yes, I lied to him, but
1: never about being his friend. I feel betrayed. How many people did you assassinate?
4: You're right. I have no... Excuse to make.
3: You are different than the person I met.
4: I know that name. You know him?
3: Boulderhead. Who's that? Huh. Mm. Who is it? It's Dwarf.
2: Thank uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking
2: Pixie. What is the Dwarf? Now that I've said it out loud, the audience can remind me. <laughs>
4: Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is episode 134, Slug It Out.
6: MVP this week goes to Mishishi, a.k.a. Michelle, who spent a halcyon month binging Dice Shame and has somehow consumed all 133 episodes. Welcome to the present day, Michelle. Thanks so much for listening.
4: Are you a big fan of RPGs and wonderful creatives? Make sure to check out Chapter and Multiverse, the newest RPG show from Rusty Quill. The show features a diverse cast and is set in the city of Chapter, which exists in many multiverses. We don't want to give away too much, but Episode 1 launched April 27th with plenty more to come. So check it out today at RustyQuill.com.
6: Alright, let's get down to business.
4: Yeah, let's do it.
6: You flee into the woods, into the high forest south of town. The sounds of battle surround you, but they grow dimmer as you enter the tree line looking for shelter.
4: Doran, uh, good job back there, by the way. <sighs> that was uh, really impressive. Well fought, friend. You know, I, I have to apologize.
2: I, I'm, I'm sorry for running away like that. I, I felt I needed to do this on my own, and I, and I, and I didn't consider you all. Th- thank, you for, thank you for following me. Of course. What happened?
1: Why, why did uh,
2: uh, It's a long conversation for maybe another time.
4: Yeah, let's just get somewhere safe. Kraloth
3: steps forward. He's going to cast a couple spells. He's going to cast Aid as a level four on everybody. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Thank you. And that's going to be plus 15 HP, temporary HP, like to your maximum.
4: Nice. Nice.
3: And then he's going to cast Cure Wounds as a level three on Doran. Nice.
4: Wow. Okay. Red turns around and looks back at Jalanthar from the edge of the tree line. What do we see?
6: The city is being overrun by giants you hear the screams of men and dwarves and yes the sounds of battle you see a fire giant toppled felled by the shot from some catapult but overwhelmingly the city will fall
4: I hate to say it but they brought it on themselves Red says and turns to Dorn. you did the right thing trying to give them a chance I hope Chaos Hammer made led alive yeah me too Eat this. Kraloth hands out the treats. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
3: so everybody gets another plus three temporary HP. Nice. Their,
4: their cooked, You're
6: cooked feeling bolstered and confident and super happy.
4: Yeah. All right, let's head out. We need to head to beyond as well. And Red starts heading south, leading everybody towards the direction of the well.
6: You're traveling through the trees. When two giants appear, heavily armored, carrying great swords, and it seems that they were not expecting you, as you were not expecting them, everyone stares at each other for one moment, and then you all roll for
5: initiative. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Dun.
3: Dun. Ooh, that's a uh, unnatural one. Oh no.
6: Oh no.
2: Wild world, a natural one.
3: (laughs) No
5: shame.
6: Shame. What about you, Jack?
1: Seventeen. Red. Fourteen.
6: Top of the order, Jack Page.
1: Yikes! Here we are surrounded by fire giants. I don't love that. I
6: wouldn't say surrounded. You're just sandwiched.
1: Yeah, I mean they're they're bulky. They they can do a lot of surrounding.
6: Yeah, they are huge sized. You guys haven't seen a fire giant in ages. These guys are heavily armored. They have giant weapons, uh, and they look real nasty.
1: Jack disappears into a silvery mist and, and reappears up above on this rocky outcropping behind a snowbank, trying to take a little bit of, of uh, space from, from being sandwiched between here, then looks at the, the this beefy giant to the east of him And pulls out the spell guard sphere and that familiar tone rings out as I told the dead. Mm -hmm. If you could make me a wisdom saving throw, please. 13. That won't do it. Nice. So he can take seven necrotic damage. Good stuff. I'm going to use my movement to sort of back away from the edge of the cliff to sort of hide in the trees up in the snowy area to get some distance.
6: Okay. Red, Doran, Kraloth, your friend Jack Page disappears.
1: Ah, poop. Classic. (laughs) It's
6: the giant's turns.
2: <laughs> i'm sure he hasn't gone far
6: <laughs> the first giant lumbers up to you doran takes his great sword off of his back and swings at you with it it whistles <sighs> through the air that's a 17 to hit
2: with my new armor which just took me a moment to attune to mm. i'm now wearing the Breastplate of Distant Glory. Mm-hmm. Nice. This golden armor was once worn by the legendary dwarven fighter, Nurgirl Chaos Hammer, until his humiliation and defeat in Jalanthar. It features the engraved image of a warhammer crossed with a pickaxe. While I'm attuned to this plated armor, my weapon attack score is a critical hit on a 19 or a 20. Nice. 20 or a 19. Very exciting.
4: Do we want to take bets on how quickly Alex forgets that?
6: 45 minutes. <laughs>
2: now that I've said it out loud, the audience can remind me.
6: The second attack is a 23 to hit.
2: Oof. Well, actually, on the first one that missed, I'm going to do a repost. Nice. Yeah. Great idea. Uh, that's going to be a an 18 to hit. Yes. Excellent. Doing 20 points of damage. Wow, nice.
6: Excellently done. Uh, 18 slashing damage for that first hit. The other giant, having been injured by this tricky wizard, decides to go up after him and climbs hand over hand this bluff.
1: Mhm. I don't love that.
6: He makes it to the top and spotting you in the underbrush, hefts a rock and throws it at you.
1: No. no. Don't mm-hmm. do that, please.
6: Ooh. 28 to hit. Yep. 30 bludgeoning damage. Ow. Red, it's your turn.
4: Red sees us surrounded on all sides by fire giants. He's going to use his feline agility and get up the hill opposite Jack so that I can see everybody below as well as Jack getting smushed by this rock. Mm -hmm. And Red sees the giant that's looming towards Jack and he reaches into his quiver and reaches for an arrow. And as he does, one appears in his hand. He pulls it out and fires at the giant. And I'm going to use my inspiration to make sure Ooh, this one hits. Ooh, nice. nice.
6: So you reach into an empty quiver and pluck an arrow and it just starts to exist as you grab it out? Yes. That's mm-hmm. awesome.
4: And I fire. 18 hit.
6: Yeah, you hit.
4: Amazing. And as this arrow sings across, you see it sort of glows with a violet energy this item that red has retrieved is his quiver of the red hand this is an arcane archery quiver that allows me to use different arcane shot options and what i'm going to be casting on him is the enfeebling arrow so i weave a energy that kraloth might recognize a necromatic energy Mm. and uh Since he was hit, he's going to take some extra damage. But most importantly, he needs to succeed on a con saving throw or damage dealt by him is halved. Okay. Hopefully that'll give Jack a little bit of leeway in terms of how much damage he gets hurt by. Yeah. DC is 15.
6: I hit it exactly. (laughs)
4: Damn, he succeeds. But he's still going to take some damage. 25 damage. Hell yeah. Nice. And Red will fire again, just a straight up regular arrow this time at the same guy. It's going to be a 17. To no. Hit. 17 a hit. Damn. No way.
6: Your arrow flies off into the wintry underbrush. Damn. Doran, it's your turn.
4: Um,
2: I guess I'll just focus on the giant that's in front of me. That's swung and I've already hit. Go for yeah. it. So Doran looks at the giant and with a huff, he's like, more battle. And that's a natural 20.
6: Ooh! Yeah. Critical.
2: Critical hit, which. We're going to be hearing that a
6: lot more from Doran. Yeah, Yeah, for real. It's a 10% chance instead of a 5% chance.
2: Double damage, is that right? Oh my
4: god. You roll your damage dice twice. Right,
2: right, 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 right. Okay. But I only add my my thing because it's uh, 1d12 plus 7 slash, right? You only
6: add the 7 once.
2: Okay. So that's going to be 10 plus so 16 points of damage. Nice. Nice. On that first hit, that first critical hit. And the other one is a critical fail. Oh, Unless no. I use my lucky, yeah, I'm gonna use my lucky and reroll nice. that. That's gonna be a 23 to hit.
5: A. Yep,
6: Nicely done. that does it.
2: Doing Yikes. 18 points of damage.
6: Good stuff, Kryloth. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna set you up on this one down here. You think you can hit it hard? Wait, wait a wait a moment. I gotta. I just got flattened. Just give me a sec. What are you doing up there?
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, in that case... Um, I can do it! Okay.
4: I'm assuming this is the one, too.
3: This is the one, too. I kind of wanted to try the one, too with um, with Magic, magic missile, missile,
1: but... He gets to blow all of his spell slots, though. Yeah, I, I'm going to deal with this one up here first. That's fair. So if you want to save that around, we can do that.
3: Okay, I'm going to run towards this giant that Doran is up next to. Mm -hmm. so that Doran and I are flanking him. And as I'm moving, I'm going to begin to mutter under my breath and cast Healing Word on Doran. Mm -hmm. Mm. I'm going to cast it as a level two. Oh, sweet. Thank you. All right, so you're going to get nine hit points back. And then I'm going to shout out to Red. Red, try to focus fire this one down.
4: So you don't want Jack? (laughs) Oh, is
3: he available? (laughs) <laughs> I heard he just got
4: flattened, but that magic he turned missile- turned you down hard, and now you're turning to me because you're neat. All right, bud.
3: So Kraloff is going to channel divinity and put Path to the Grave onto this fire giant, lining it up in this purple mist.
6: Awesome. Jack, it's your turn.
1: Yeah, Jack, dazed because he just got flattened by a boulder, kind of- collects himself. Uh, shaky hand finds Dazan's wand and he starts to, to weave this spell and, and pull in all the secrets. He, he uses spell secrets to sa- change the save to intelligence. He, he uses his alchemical casting to make it harder to resist and he points at this fire giant and just says slug and tries to turn him into a slug. If so you can give me a DC 18 Love intelligence that. saving throw, please.
6: Ooh. Do you think fire giants even know what slugs are?
1: I do, though. That's what's important. He's Burnin- even more No, no, no but I mean, yes. like... Yeah, what does that I'm- even mean? Yeah, burn in a fourth and a third level spell slot to pull this off. Thirteen. Ooh. Ooh. I won't do it. Uh, my freshly beslugged fire giant, I'm going to dash over there. I've got this pouch that used to have the coins Kirchid Breacher gave us in Pella's Want. I'm going to scoop the slug into that pouch and hang it up in a tree. Just so we know where that slug is. I got this one for, for a little bit.
6: You got a bag of a slug.
1: Perfect. Slug bag. Uh, and then try and try and hide somewhere in the keep it as a familiar.
6: The fire giant swings at you, Doran.
1: Of course.
6: With its great sword. 25 to hit.
2: Ooh. That's a hit.
6: You take twenty-seven slashing damage. Oh. And then it turns on you, Kraloth. Sure. Twenty-two to hit. That it's 28 slash Oof.
4: Oof is right.
6: Next up, Red, it's your turn.
4: Red looks down at the giant that is attacking Doran, and he just watched Doran nearly die fighting for his life in the pits. He's gonna pull back and fire at that creature below him. I'm gonna cast fairy fire first, and he's gonna have to do a dexterity saving throw against fourteen. Two. Nice. So now any attack on it has advantage. Sweet. Sweet. That's going to be a dirty 20 to hit.
6: Yeah, you hit.
4: And I'm going to try to do an enfeeble attack once again to try to Ooh. again help Doran. Cut so it's, again, it's a con yeah, nice. saving throw 14.
6: Ooh, natural 20.
4: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 31 damage. Oh,
6: the old good one. one,
4: two. Dang.
3: Your
6: arrow streaks through the air and explodes in a shimmer of violet light, tinged with smoky darkness. And the giant takes a knee at the vicious hit.
4: Red reels back and fires again. With a 17?
6: No. Damn you it. You miss. Red curses. Doran, what do you do?
2: The giant kneels before me after I watch Red. Put an arrow into the side of the giant's neck. I attack hitting it with a twenty-one. Nice. And eight points of damage. Mm-hmm. I bring my axe back up very quickly and bring it down again. That's gonna be twenty to hit. Yes. Nice. Ten more points of damage. Sweet. Nice
6: your axe sinks deeply into his thigh. Kraloth, what
2: do you do?
3: And Kraloth is going to jump in on this bloodfest and cast Inflict Wounds as a level three. And so that has advantage as well with the fairy fire illuminating it. It misses. I got a Oh, six. come on. I got 13, no. 13 to hit.
6: No, you miss. Yeah,
3: all right. Uh, and then as a bonus action, Kraloth is gonna... Snap his fingers and say, oh, hot
2: dog. <laughs> 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 That's an awesome bonus action. You know, What's a hot dog? Doran says.
6: Jack, it's your turn. We mean a meat stick.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jack peers down off this snow-covered cliff, sort of figures out, sights himself where this other giant is, pulls out the spell guard sphere, and tolls the mm-hmm. dead one more time, trying to pull its mm-hmm. soul from his body. So you can make me that wisdom 16. Four. Uh, Yeah, that's nice. 13 necrotic damage as I try to suck this thing's soul, life uh, force away from it.
6: Mm-hmm. Tendrils just sort of pull from this creature's skin up towards your position on the cliff. Mm-hmm. The giant lashes out at you, Doran, with its greatsword, trying in one last vain attempt to take something down with it before it perishes. Natural one!
1: Whoa. Yeah. I mean if you wanted to shame that one you could, but Damn. I'm a little bit of proud of it. So I'm
6: putting it off shame. to the side.
1: Shame.
6: Shame. I'm, it's a it's a candidate for shaming.
2: Mm.
6: And that's a 16!
2: Man! I'm gonna do it! I'm gonna use her post. Uh, that's gonna be a twenty five to hit. Yes. An eight. That's sixteen points of damage.
6: Yeah, Doran, as this giant flails out with his great sword once, twice, you duck underneath, then you jump up on top of his hand, run up the length of his arm, yes. and plunge orc splitter straight into his jugular vein and you are showered with a spurt of hot blood. Ah
2: and all you see is Doran's white teeth shining through as he smiles, being doused in the blood of his enemies. <laughs> This is the shower I've been waiting for. (laughs) Doran Ironfist, everyone. Wow.
6: Kraloth, it's your turn.
2: Uh, What's the
3: status on the second one there, Jack? It's a slug. For how long? About an hour. Oh, all right. And Kraloth casually walks over to Doran, puts a hand on his shoulder and casts Cure Wounds. And he's going to do that as a level (sighs) uh, three. Why not? And Doran, you're going to get...
1: Eighteen points back. Nice, thank
2: you very much,
6: Jack. It's your turn.
1: Yeah, I I'm gonna mage hand pick up this slug just so I've got it
6: from inside the bag.
1: Well, just I guess the bag and the slug with the mage hand. I just want it floating somewhere in my sight.
6: You pick up the bag,
1: yeah, and walk over towards the edge of the cliff with the slug in a bag. And my face is still pretty bloody from where I got smushed by a rock like six or eight seconds ago. So what are you gonna do? Well, um. Steven could eat it. Well, then it would turn into a giant inside Steven. I don't recommend it.
5: <laughs>
4: ah, he'd like it.
1: Well, I think we could uh, we could probably dispose of it if we all focused our fire at once. Works for me. And Jack Mage hands the bag of slug down to Kraloth while he goes to try and climb down this cliff. Uh, it's, ju- it's just an empty bag. What? No, There's a slug in there. There's a slug in here? Yeah. Oh, Th- Kraloth,
4: you got a slug on your shoulder. What? Do you want me to get it? Oh! I'll hit it. Don't hit it. It. it don't move. <laughs> let me get it, Kraloth. Let me smack it. Where is it? Which? Shoulder? No, wait, wait. You...
3: Well, wait. Which
6: shoulder? You go at him with a tissue. Like, let me get that let for me you. Get this
4: thing. Hold on, oh. Kraloth. I think it's going under your arm. Wait, wait.
1: Oh, oh, nope. It's going to turn back into a giant if you squish it. Hold on. What? What do you mean? It's going to turn back, back into, into a giant? giant. Get, get this fire giant slug off me. Hold on, it's underneath you. What? Oh, oh, Krailov, uh, just
4: don't move. Let me hit oh, it. It's going into my armor. Oh, no. Oh, no. Doran, try to hit him. Uh, no, no, don't hit him. Jack said hit it. No. Right? You said do hit it.
3: All right, all right. and Kraylov starts to disrobe. He starts taking <laughs> off his armor very quick. <laughs> Smash cut. He's completely naked,
4: just, <laughs> just in his drawers. And Red and Doran are searching through the pieces of armor. I don't see it. It's nowhere. Doran. Your hand! The slug's on your hand! it. don't move! I'm gonna get it! Ew. Don't hurt it! Oh, so
3: gooey! What do you don't down hit it! Red, there's a slug on <laughs> you too! <laughs> what? There's a slug on your forehead!
6: Smash cut to you guys are all sitting in the snow, all naked. The ground around you is all tramped down, and you have three slugs under close observation.
4: <laughs> okay, slug one was the one we found on Krayloff.
1: Okay. No, 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 it can't be that. It had stripes on it. This one has spots. I'm pretty sure those two are Arctic slugs, and I turned it into a temperate forest slug. But the difference is very subtle. The slug still thinks like a fire giant. It's filtered mm. through a slug <laughs> brain, but <laughs> okay. one of these is going to be more vicious right. than the others. So. So,
4: so what's a way
1: we can piss off this slug
4: real quick? They uh. uh, don't have any salt. What? Mm. But that might kill it.
1: Isn't that gonna... Oh,
4: right, 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 right. Well, what oh. if we just smash it? Oh, wait, no, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. Why don't we just leave it? I'm with you. Let's just walk away with down three jaws, but that's
1: okay. One of the jars is empty. <laughs> <laughs> Damn crafty giants!
6: Later that night.
4: Look, I don't feel bad about leaving those three slugs in three jaws.
1: I don't want to talk about it.
6: We've been over this. It's been hours.
2: Three weeks later, we come across a fire giant that has, like, a mason jar suctioned to its neck.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Remember
2: me? That's
6: awesome. Yikes. So after the slug fiasco, uh, you've all settled in to maybe cook some dinner together. Mm -hmm. It is Hammer the Third. And, yeah, you're camping. You're heading towards Beorun as well, eventually. It's... It's been a hard few days for you all as a party, and you haven't really had a chance to be open with each other about your feelings. There's been some tension in the party.
1: Yeah.
2: I feel like there's like some silence as we're eating some of our food around the fire and maybe just glancing at each other. Mm. Doran decides to break the silence. So uh, Red was hired to kill me. Isn't that interesting? What? what <coughs> oh yeah yeah Whoa. so uh <coughs> hmm.
4: yeah well you know get her all
2: well, over the table mm-hmm. i think <laughs> normally
4: i'm a lot more coy with things in the way they're revealed but uh i've always appreciated doran's candor so yes uh you asked why Dorn and i had a disagreement uh. red sort of stands up as if he's giving like a presentation and like brushes his legs and gets the crumbs off from dinner um to be perfectly honest yes i uh i wasn't truthful when i came to Feyrun, i joined a assassin's guild named the dark tide Mm. and they hired me after many successful jobs to kill doran um and then when we uh started to get to know each other in and around nightstone I, i changed my mind and as soon as we returned to Waterdeep, I, I gave them their money back. I told them that I didn't want to do it. And, uh, you know, for the most part, I had hoped that that was the end of it. But obviously it wasn't. That's who tried to kill Doran in the marketplace. And obviously me, as collateral damage and perhaps as punishment for not fulfilling the job.
1: Hmm. How many people did you assassinate? That's not really
4: important. Uh, many. Many, many people. Uh sorry red i I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable no 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 i'm the one that should be sorry it's not about me it's about being honest with the party and this is something that well was near impossible to imagine me telling you uh, a little while ago but since the recent revelations and the differences that this party has faced and overcome i'm i'm starting to realize that we're all flawed in many many very very different ways and uh I hope you recognize that this was a flaw and that you understand why maybe I had trouble telling you. Well, I know about flaws
2: and listen, I was very upset when I first learned of this. You know, something to consider is that had you told us earlier, we might have been able to watch for some of these assassins. I mean, hell, they almost took you out
4: with me. Oh, they nearly did, which is why I retrieved this and read Pat's the quiver on his back. It's what I used to uh, 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 kill people. It's very powerful, and I honestly didn't didn't really consider ever pulling it out because it's 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 a bit of a brand as well. Uh, I I worried that it might clue people into maybe who I am or, or what I've done. But uh, look, of course. I don't expect any of you to forgive me or understand necessarily why I, I did what I did and why I kept it secret, but yes, uh, Doran's right. Had I told you, we might have... Why been- did
1: you do what you did? I mean, I, I we might not understand, but you got to tell us to give us a chance. Why did you do it?
4: Why would I do what? Not tell you? Or... Killing
1: people for money?
3: That's the part.
4: Right, well, uh, to be frank, I feel like... Most of us here murder people for money in one way or another. Yeah, it's true. Doran and Kraloth were mercenaries before we met up, and honestly- Yeah, but my, I...
3: my people were undead people, which I now have a problem with, so I digress. Yeah, and my people were- well.
4: well all I mean to say is that we joined uh, Jack's crusade because the understanding was that he might be set upon by people yeah, wishing no, to do him harm. I, and I, the... I get that's
1: a great deflection onto why I other people might do things, it. but why did you think that was okay? What drove you to that? I don't know. You're you're a craftsman. You could have sold arrows. Why did you kill people?
4: Well, I, I I guess I suppose I I wanted to feel wanted. When I came here from Mastica, I, I, I was very alone. I saw a group of people that made me feel very special for being talented at something. My arrows Sure, they were fine, but they were one of hundreds, if not thousands. And despite my appearance, I was not treated any better than anyone else, or different, just sort of another one of many that came here. And I don't know, I, I, I wouldn't say it was a just a noble or even right feeling, but the way the dark tide made me feel in power in command of something, it felt very good.
2: I know all about what you're
4: talking about.
2: There's a sense of belonging, and and that belonging is sometimes the strongest feeling one can have.
4: But it was replaced quickly with the love of Doran and Jack and and Kraloth, especially Kraloth, and he sort of locks eyes with you. Hmm. Meeting Kraloth that day at the bar, I think, was the first real moment that I felt like I could be something more than what I had thought was my value. Does Pino? No. No. And I'd appreciate you never telling her.
3: We've been traveling together for for several months now, and I feel like we know each other quite well, or at least I thought we knew each other quite well, but that's a long time to harbor a secret. Makes me wonder if there's anything else that you're keeping from us. Now might be a good time to air it out.
4: (sighs) I mean... Nothing comes to mind, necessarily, other than what Doran already knows about why I was hired to kill him, but that's for Doran to tell. In regards to me,
1: I I, I don't think there's anything. Hmm. You gotta step me through it, Red. I'm just not, like, at every stage here, like, from where you started, when when you, when you interacted with these people, I, I just... I, have you killed people since we've been together for the dark time?
4: No, no, of course not.
1: Have you have you interacted with them at all?
4: No. Well, yes. Uh, yeah. I suppose I in uh, in Waterdeep, I uh, slipped off towards the city of the dead and tried to return the money they paid me to kill Doran mm. and uh, told them that I didn't want to complete the job.
2: You even tried to pay your way out of it. I mean, I'm done lying to you, people. I'm I'm telling you that right now. And I think it was very difficult to hear what Red had to tell me, but Red. I want to thank you, and I, and I forgive you. And, and Doran extends a hand.
4: Thanks, Doran. And Red walks over and takes your hand and hugs you with it.
3: Really? Really, Doran? You're not mad at all? No.
2: We've all been asked to kill for whatever reason. Honor, money, and some sort of end goal. Had we known the people that we were killing... It, might have been a different story. And Doran's holding back tears at this point. You can tell there's something Aww. else. There's something else, though, that's tightening at him. It's it's awkwardly, why why is he crying here? There's something else.
6: The audience mm. thinks.
4: <laughs> Red lets go of Dorn. wipes a tear from his own eye. Actually, there was one other interaction with the uh, dark tide.
1: Uh, oh, of course.
4: Back uh-huh. in uh, Waterdeep when we met Z. Um. I don't know when, when we met them. Uh, it definitely was Z, but at some point, it seems like the dark tide might have uh, swapped places because. Uh, Who killed her too. It was very clear that no, no, um, she was all right. Of course, I made sure, but they made it clear that uh, the contract would still be in place. And I should have said something.
3: Well, I mean, personally. Uh... A mercenary is a mercenary, a hit is a hit, and Red was doing his job. I can't fault him for that. But it strikes me as odd that the entire foundation of your friendship, this is one of your closest friends, the entire foundation of it is built upon a lie.
4: No, it wasn't built upon a lie. My, my, my friendship with Doran is the truth. Nothing about that interaction has ever changed. In fact, that's the reason that I left all that behind. Yes, I lied to him, but never about being his friend. Hmm. never about being his brother, and he never tried to assassinate me I mean that's a big that's a big. There's
2: a big one right there.
6: <laughs> that you know of. It puts an interesting spin on those first few episodes where Red is like, Oh, I, I've i never met a dwarf like you. Like, you're so cool. Yeah. I love dwarves. Tell Let's me more sleep about in the same bet. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Let's go alone on this dark pathway.
3: I'm just trying to make sense of it, Doran is all. I mean, if you forgive him, that's, that's totally fine, but I. I know that forgiveness can sometimes be handed out when people aren't ready to forgive, so I'm curious how is it that you are able to forgive such a terrible
4: initiation of introduction Look, look, Crayloth, look at me. Do you feel like I betrayed you? <sighs> yeah, I do well, I'm sorry, and fair enough, you make a good point. I
3: feel betrayed because. From the day we met, I put you in such high standing as a being that I could live up to, that by spending time around, I would learn how to be a better, more human version of myself, and to find that there was so much deceit in this party this entire time. It's shocking to me. It's a challenging thing to have put so much trust and to use you as a beacon of the good in the world to learn that you have so much darkness in you, to be able to do something like that, to just agree to something like that, Red.
4: You're right. I have no excuse to make, no reason that I can put upon you. You're right. Other than to say I'm I'm not who you thought I was. And I'm sorry. Red takes out the Sylvan dagger that you gave him. Looks down at it. Nods a few times. And says, you should take this back. And he walks over to you and he hands it to you. Hmm. And then goes to sit back down by the fire.
2: Doran stares into the fire. You know that stare that you do into fires? We know that fire fire
6: stare. stare. Fire stare. Classic. And
2: and he says, uh, you know... I've done things that I wasn't proud of. And I've lied. I've lied. And and all I'm saying is that I, I might be quick to forgive, but that is because I've had to forgive myself. And I know how difficult that can be. It's not always the decisions that we make which show who we are. It's the actions that we take on those decisions. It's the intention behind those decisions. I appreciate that. And Kralov nods. He, st- he stands
3: up and walks over to the fire and says, you both raise a good point and something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Red, and he's kind of like fiddling with this this ghost knife. You are different than the person I met. Just as I am. Just as Doran is and Jack is. And uh, I can judge you for your past actions or I can judge you for who you've become in the process, I held on to a belief, maybe an unhealthy belief, that you were someone without fault. And I think I clung to that hope because even though it does feel like a shock, this revelation, it's also the truth. And now that I have it, I have to say that not only do I admire your bravery coming forth and admitting this to us, and particularly to Doran, I also feel like I can trust you more because of it.
5: Thanks, Kralov. I appreciate that.
4: He's like wiping away his tears.
3: And this was a gift, and I want you to keep it. Okay.
1: It's very nice. He puts it back away. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jack's Sitting by the fire, I think he's he's
6: Jack is like the only one who Jack, is looking your
1: turn to forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> Jack sets the notebook that he was sketching in aside and he, he he'd had his arms open for Kieran to jump in and he's sort of been hugging Kieran pretty close at this moment, finding out that the like motivators for this guy are are off the wall and trying to figure out like, are these manipulative tears? Is he just trying to get everybody on his side again? Is he still lying to us? He, he's, he's a changeling assassin friend. Is he, is he a changeling? He could be. I don't have any proof he's not. He could be setting us up for something else. Like it just shattered so much trust. And I, I, don't, I don't know that he knows how to express that in the moment. I don't know about
2: admitting things in which we have omitted. But I think it's very important that we be honest with each other. If Rael was able to forgive
3: me, Rael has the ability to forgive all of you. And so do I. So, you've made mistakes, and I'm sure we will make mistakes again, and I'm sure we will tell white lies to one another, to, in the interest of each other. We are perfect in our imperfections. I hope you all remember that. That's what I learned from my goddess.
4: Red clears his throat, sort of nods to Kraloth. Yeah, I mean, maybe, who knows? There's a lot of changes that have been coming up. Maybe I become... Uh, And on that um, note, uh, as a final omission, I should say, the fallen changeling dropped this. And Red reaches in the bag of holding and pulls out a leather-bound sort of folder. And he opens it up. He says, truth be told, I don't know what these are. And he pulls out three folios, each with a name on it. Two of the names seem elven. One of them seems almost dwarvish. I typically was given some sort of contact in a way that um, was a little bit more straightforward. They didn't like paper trails. But these three names were on the assassin, for whatever that is. And he sort of hands the bag off to Doran.
2: And Doran leaps through them. I can't read, I can't read much of this. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't read. Book. <laughs> here. And he, he sort of nonchalantly passes it over to Jack. I, 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 I don't know what any of this is.
1: Yeah, Jack flips him over and sort of takes in what's written here. Hastios Kethira, Terrell Favon Aragrind Boulderhead. Aragrid. Oh. You know him?
2: I know that name. Boulderhead. Who's that? Oh. Huh. Mm. Who is it? It's Dwarf. Thank
5: <laughs> I was
3: thinking Pixie. What is the Dwarf? <laughs> is there any other information on these names in the folios?
4: I don't think they'd be targeted. I mean... Oh. Look, the way these Dark Tide work, and believe me, they work, uh, most of the names given are by word of mouth only. Which is probably why it took so long for someone to realize that Doran needed another uh, assassin. But something about the Marketplace fight also didn't seem normal. Hmm. Hmm. I would think the most likely solution was that those three assassins were in Silvery Moon for other reasons when they spotted Doran.
5: Hmm. Hmm.
2: Red, did you have a folio on me or was it just spoken word?
4: Just spoken word. You just had my name. Yeah.
2: Why would anybody want me dead?
4: It doesn't make any sense. I think a lot of your past might shed light to that, Doran. No. And I think perhaps some of the things that you did, some of the dwarven families you hurt, if Chaos Hammer knew about it and Mulgir knew about it, then obviously more people than you realize knew about your past. Hmm. Anyway, whether the names are important yet, I don't know, but I figured I would share them with you. It's a place to start. Mm-hmm. Yes, and again, we need to be very cautious about who we trust until this is properly dealt with.
2: The Donglo lasts till morning. This is the last of the artifacts we have must find, right?
1: Yeah, and then uh, back to Everland, um, teleport to Mirabar, trek back up into the mountains, take these back to the Oracle, hopefully figure out what we got to do next.
2: I feel like Doran, uh, he senses the unease.
1: Oh, yeah, Jack's upset. In Jack,
2: you know? But he's not sure how to approach that. Well, we've come this far, gentlemen. It's time we take a look at ourselves and be proud of who we are, how far we've come, and where we must go next. Of course, we've had some trials and tribulations along the way. None of us are perfect. Sure, we might need time. And of course, we all have to think about the decisions that we still have yet to make. But, we're not dead yet. And I want you all to remember this. Well, <laughs> we're not all in the ground. And he sort of chuckles and smiles True.
4: at Kraloth.
2: And we can rely on each other. We can.
4: Doran, you're right. And I appreciate you all forgiving me. And I'm glad that we can move forward. Uh, as friends and, and trustworthy companions once
1: again. Yeah. We're the Nightstone 4. On, on 3. Jack sort of speaks up at the end of everybody else's rallying speech and, and says, uh, we're all united in purpose and that's, that's important. Um, We've got to be in our A game tomorrow. We're going up around as well. And last time we went to one of these places, one of us died. We've got we to gotta be sharp. Can't happen again.
4: Hell yeah. And Red Light puts a hand on Jack's shoulder. We'll do it.
1: We can make it through.
4: Anyway, Kraloth, why don't we go check the uh, perimeter before we head to bed?
2: Yeah, okay. Jack, I know what's going through your mind. Or I can imagine what's going through your mind. Oh, yeah? About Red. Yeah. I'll just say this.
1: We don't always have to trust immediately, but I think his actions will follow his words. I guess. I've never been a soldier or a mercenary. I just wanted to play in the dirt.
5: Yeah.
2: there's one thing I've learned you can say all you want but it's your actions that come through fair enough
6: embers from the fire drift up into the night sky and intermingle with the stars as the four of you uneasily fall to (laughs) sleep
4: Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Alexander Reed, Merlin, Mitchell Cadwell, Michael and Brianna Weber, Brian Blass, Heather Nichols, Colin Burkhardt, Daniel, Tara Smith Blass, Doug, Gray, Jackie and Rain, Creature, Stephen Lovett, Jessica Orit, Jonah Goldman, Melanie Xian, Lars, and
5: marie Kaniski. See you soon!
2: And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com
3: is the ultimate no-brainer.